This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment on a Monday, a victory Monday. And, uh, you know, if this thing if this thing ends up happening, just remember who started the campaign for Cam Hayward Defensive Player of the Year, all right? It was Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler. Right here on the Steelers Blitz. Brian. Don't my captain. Don't my captain. Brian from Washington tweets us and says, here's my complete yinzer take of the day. Cam Hayward is greater than Aaron Donald. This season, yes. No, this season he's outplaying him. It's, Absolutely. Uh, listen, I mean, Aaron Donald is, is like Cam Hayward. Uh, Cam Hayward's special. Aaron Donald is, is special as well, too. Her. Um, yeah. <laughs> And again, you know, I'm, 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 I'm saying this. I lo- and I love Kim. You know I love Kim. I'm saying, Kim, this, about, I'm saying this about the pit guy. I mean, Aaron I'm Donald is cool. But this season. This season, Cam is outplaying. Through the first yes. half of the season, Cam has been better than Aaron Donald. Yes. I agree. The, the, Cam's been the best defensive lineman in football. I would agree. He's been yes. better than Donald, Ronald, and Seanald. All right. I, was, I, ain't I, know, other ones I don't know. I was trying to think of another name that ended in Arnold. Yeah. Arnold. Arnold. What about Arnold? Arnold. Get that out. Get to the defensive player of the year trophy. <laughs> All right, Moses. Let's get to some of these tweets. Bruh, what are we doing? I love it. <laughs> let's get to some of these tweets. It's back when it's a victory Monday, man. We get off the rails a little bit. We get off the rails a little bit. The high jinks, you know, the high jinks come out on Fridays and, and on victory Mondays. Mm-hmm. Wallace tweets us and says, living in northern of Ohio, <laughs> the lamentations after crushing our enemies is especially sweet. Dance not on your enemy's grave, for there is enough room in the ground for all. <laughs> hey. You know, there's a fine line there. Because, I'm still going to dance on it. Because we, you know, the Steelers did not just win the Super Bowl, but we also needed to put these jabronis in their place. They'll see us again. They've got well, an opportunity to get back at we us. We needed to see it just because last time we shared a field with them, they got after us. And they, they kicked us out of a playoff. They did. And it was at home in front of our peoples, in front of our mommies and daddies. So, yes, we had to. We, we, we needed to go back to their spot on Halloween and get real Halloween-ish on them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I get it, but this needed to happen. It had to happen. And it had to be them. And, you know, the old saying used to be to the victor goes the spoils, mm-hmm. right? I think the 2021 version of that is just like the winner gets to troll and make memes. Mm. You know, that's, just, that's yeah. just what we do in the sports world now. When your team wins, it's the best day ever. When your team loses, just stay off the internet. Well, and we're not in last place anymore. So, yeah, we always feel good about that. We do certainly feel good about that. Steel City Champs tweets, couple questions to ask. Number one, which player is more on the trade block, Ebron or Ingram? It's a good question. Mozi, I think I'd say Ebron. I would say Ebron as well. The Ebron's emergence of Friar Muth that you just talked about plays into that. And then Ingram, I mean, look, if TJ Water, Alex Highsmith, I'm knocking on wood, but God forbid one of those guys picks mm-hmm. up an injury, you're going to need Ingram. Well, and not just uh, that, but with Ebron in that tight end room, Zach Gentry is impressed as well. Zach Gentry's mm-hmm. role, I mean, you think Zach went from never getting a helmet to being one of the main guys that comes on the field and wherever we're going to run the ball. That's been happening since Buffalo. Now they've even tried to start throwing him the ball more. We saw uh, Ben take a shot to him in the end zone. That is the other part where if he is going to consistently play like that because he's the best blocker one out, out of that tight end group, but he also has the best size out of there as well. But Agreed. if he can start bringing – receiving ability as well because, I mean, this is a former quarterback, right? That's what he was recruited in college to play. So when you talk about him being an athlete and things like that, 
if he can start to develop even more so, well, that makes it even more so expendable for or it makes Ebron even more expendable because now you already have your true tight end one in Pat, but now your number two guy has closed that gap as well. I agree with you. And both of those guys are drastically cheaper. That's the other part. I agree with you. Absolutely. I don't think the Steelers have any interest in trading Melvin Ingram. I think if they got the right offer for Eric Ebron, they'd, they'd pick up the phone, they'd listen, they'd discuss. Mm-hmm. Number two from Steel City Champs, how productive was Taco in your perspective? Yeah, Motsi, we haven't talked about Taco Charlton yet. Um, Ten snaps on defense, mm-hmm. I believe, was the final number. To me, he looked like he belonged. And that was kind of – that's a good starting baseline. Like, he, when he was out there, he didn't look like he was lost. He didn't look like he, he, he was on an island or anything. He looked like he belonged. And, hey, I'll take that as a starting point. Hopefully it grows from there. Ten plays, I didn't – feel like at any point it was anything like egregious going on right. like we talked about was it uh, you Cassius didn't say Marsh. oh what just happened there who was right. that guy well because like you think about a year ago right and I, I bring up Cassius because he was the one that was directly you know in the spotlight for this Cleveland Browns running the ball in the playoff game and they kept running and we were just like who was the guy over here and it was Cassius Marsh and we started to feel that right in that particular game now Cassius wasn't like that this preseason and things like that but during that game he was shown to be the weak link in terms of where they wanted to run the ball, and it stood out. We never felt like that with Taco. Yesterday, at least. We never felt like, man, they're trying to highlight this guy. He's the weak link. We don't have an answer right now. So, yeah, man, for that to be his first game up, I don't have an issue with it. Obviously, we'll go back and look at it even more. I mean, it was 10 plays, so it's not the craziest amount. But as a whole, if that's your first impression, I thought it was fine. I also thought that uh, Derek Tuska played well as well, man. Yeah. I thought that he did some good things. So, for me, when I see that, I'm like, hey, if that's your role and that's what we expect, right, we don't – I mean – we don't need you playing 30 plays because you're not Melvin. If Melvin is out there, now it's a different conversation. But neither one of you guys are Melvin. So if that's the rotation, then, yeah, I want your plays no more than 10, 15 max. Right, right. <laughs> and that's if it's a hot day. Agreed. Totally agree. Yeah, I'm, I'll do my typical rewatch Tuesday tomorrow, and uh, I'm excited to kind of zone in on Taco on those 10 plays for sure. But good starting point. Uh, third and final question from Steel City Champs. Who did you see over the weekend and thought they had a great costume? Not well, Miles Garrett, dork. See, I was about to say, I liked Miles Garrett. I know you so did, because lie. you're a Cleveland sympathist. Oh, no, I just love You're probably one rushers. of those guys who was all, eh, pit to the playoff, huh? Yeah, you lose yeah. the Western S- Michigan. S- sound good. Sound good. 13 nine. that's the only thing. That's, oh, only, four. That, that's about all the right. only pit thing I ever yeah, care about. I'll tell you what. You, all yeah. right, you got the last 20 minutes of this so segment only, yourself. I'll see you. Oh, great, man. You done throwing off now, because I'm going to holler what you see. I holler. <laughs> Great costume, Motsi. What was the best one you saw this weekend? Hmm. Let me think. Let me think. Oh, man. I'll give you a second. All right, I'll yeah, give you mine. Yeah, you go for it because I got like three different costumes so, in my head I'm thinking of right we now. We had a tie. We, we handed out candy yesterday. We had a blast yeah. handing out candy. Two different crews that rolled through. One was like an Avengers crew, and they were all – I mean, it was awesome. They had Iron Man. They had Black Panther. They had Thor. They had Captain America. They had Captain Mo- – there was, a, there was a, uh, like, one – I think, like, their younger sister or younger someone was with them dressed up as Captain Marvel. It was awesome. Uh, them, and we also had a whole crew of, like, 13, 14 – like, I couldn't tell. They were maybe, like, 8th grade, ninth grade, yeah. uh, all dressed up as uh, the Scooby-Doo, the, the mystery uh, – okay, okay, the, okay. the Scooby-Doo. Like, right, yeah, I yeah. forget what they're called. But they had Scooby. They had Scrappy. They had Vilma and, and everyone. It yeah. was – it was oh, that was pretty cool, too. All right. All right. I think I got it now. 
I still don't have it 100%, but I'm just going to go with this one because it just popped back in my head. But there were a trio of girls. Um, they had to be right in that same age group, 7th, 8th grade. But it was Big Ben. It was Deontay Johnson, and it was Chase Claypool. That's how they were dressed up as. They had the little eye black on the jerseys. It was super cute. I was like, hey, man, I like those guys. Was, that's the squad right there. That's the squad right there. It was cool little chicks, man. They had, like, like I said, had the jerseys, yeah. the, uh, the face paint, gloves. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. But, yeah, seven was in the middle. I was like, okay, I like my seven. Got to have seven Love there. It. And it was Deontay and Claypool. So I was Love like, all it. right, cool. I, it, unity. Unity. So it was good. I like that. Had a uh, We had a kid who came to our house, full Steelers gear, shoulder pads, everything, yeah. uh, and a Minka jersey. Hey. And I gave him a high five and I said, Big win today, buddy, huh? And he went, Yeah, go Steelers. <laughs> I, was Let's like, go. I was like, Yes. Let's go, man. Like, Let's do it. I was like, Two streets down, there's some dork Browns fans. Go ring their doorbell Let and do know. that same thing. Tell them how you really feel. <laughs> Um, Sensei says, How about that double reverse run? Is Matt Canada finally getting more responsibility uh, in calling plays? And also, what'd you think of Anthony McFarland's snaps? I liked some of the, the wrinkles we saw from the offense yesterday. Yeah, I think that we are starting to see a little bit more common ground in terms of Ben and Matt Canada in terms of who is allowed to call what in their usage. We saw what? The hurry-up offense from seven. That was something that had been brought up before, and people were like, hey, man, is seven allowed to do it or not? Well, we saw that be, you know, it was evident, and it worked. Mm-hmm. But then you also saw with Matt Canada, the ball handling, right? Not just the reverse, not just the jet sweep, but how about the play-action pass where he hits Deontay? Yeah. We talk about the different ways to love that call. the different ways to use play-action pass with Ben where we know he's limited, but we can alter it. Instead of doing your traditional stretch run or your traditional dive play-action fake where Ben has to turn his back has to run over there to get to it. No, you fake the pitch, so Ben necessarily doesn't have to do any extra movement in that direction, but you still get the misdirection concept because as a linebacker, once the QB is under center, I still have to respect the pitch. Whereas if he's in the gun and it's just zone read fake, I don't have to respect it as much. I don't have to move as much. But when it's toss action, fast flow, everything going that way, plus Ben does a great job showing ball on the fake, that is how it works. And to me, that's Matt Canada saying... That's what we've been asking right, for. But to me, that's Matt Canada finding a way to implement play action while at the same time doing it in a way where Ben is comfortable and Ben won't athletically be put in danger. And I thought that that was just good common ground between those guys. So absolutely, man. I'm loving what I'm seeing from Canada. And in terms of McFarland, it was good to see him out there. Yeah. Uh, I do think that the more he's out there, the more that role will expand and he will be more productive in it. But it was just good to see the speed. Yes. It's, it's different. He's just a different type it's just, it's than the other bat, than, yeah, than Benny different. and You see and that Kaylee. speed, it changes you, man. Yeah. Uh, Calthrop wants to know, uh, does Ebron and Ingram not making the trip to Cleveland change things? No, I thought no, no. Um, Ebron, Ebron was there. there wasn't Ebron he? was there. Say, Melvin wasn't. Ebron I thought I remembered there, seeing Ebron on the sideline. Yeah, um, and, and he was in the locker room with the celebration videos as well. He, I was yeah, say, he was definitely yeah. there. But, you, I mean, you've been in those situations. Does, yeah. that, does that mean much no, to So the No, so honestly, the way it works is this. When you're injured – I mean, essentially like this, right? When you're injured, the team will, in terms of who's on the sideline or who is not, right? Is your injury lower body or upper body? And it's significant because if it's lower body, can you move out the way if people are coming to the sideline? <laughs> no, as small as this, <laughs> like that's and can yeah. you like sit on a bus or a right. plane for hours? That, that's at a time. the other part. Yeah. Now we know with Melvin and his growing, is that significant enough? Probably not. But what I'll say is this: if you are the training staff. Do you think it would help 
Melvin or hurt Melvin if you have to sit on the bus for two hours to go out there, stand on the sideline for however many long, and then you ride another bus back two hours? Do you think that's going to help his groin, or do you think him sitting at his house, resting, rehab, is that going to help him a little bit more? So that's the other part of that. Whereas with Ebron, I understand his is a hamstring, if I remember correctly. That's why I said it's kind of like the – with Melvin, like, I see why, but I do think a lot is still some more of the personal, you know, just upset, you know, the feelings and stuff like that that are involved with him not coming necessarily. But I don't think it's anything too crazy, but that is the biggest reason why you decide on if a guy should be out there or not. Now, if they felt like with Ebron, maybe his isn't that significant. Maybe it was a lighter tweak. Well, hey, yeah, you can stand up here. We're not tripping on that. Go for it. You know, you're good. But that is part of why they decide who makes trips, who doesn't, who's on the sideline, and who is not. Because if you have a lower body injury, typically if you're at home, they're going to put you up in, in a suite somewhere. Hey, man, you go sit in the right. booth. Right. Because I don't want you standing up. I don't want you in any chance getting ran over by accident. That's You know what? I didn't think about that mobility yeah, element. But it, it, it's very real. Because, man, I'll never forget. I hurt my knee. And this was actually when I was in Buffalo. Hurt my knee. And I'm like, man, I want to be on the sideline. And they're like, Nah, bro, you can't move. Yeah. Like, but still, let me just. It look cool. I have my, I have my crutches, and I have my little bit. And he's like, okay, what happens They're when? Like, yeah, till the ball until the ball come over, right and now you. you can't get out the way. Yeah. <laughs> or, or they're like, well, can I fly with the team? I want to fly with the team. Why? You know, your knee is gonna swell as soon as you get in the out, right, altitude like right, that. And right. think about just the travel of there and back, and having to stand like it just crutch around. It and doesn't stand make and, sense. Yeah, yeah it's doesn't. more. It's it's gonna do you more harm than good. I think that's that's well put. Yes. Uh, me tweets us who. I know exactly who. Where where you oh. been? New, new 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 tweeter. Who's this? <laughs> Me actually says I'm way behind on my tweet tweet production compared to this time last season. Time to hit the panic button. Yes, you you about to be on the market. Listen, if we don't hear from you and CR every day, we get yeah, concerned. Absolutely. All right. Uh, first question for me: Who gets the game ball yesterday? Mm, man, I'm stuck between Najee and Pat. <laughs> And Parton wants to give a sympathy to uh, to Presley, just because he had to go out there after all that debacle and kick that that kickoff. I was like, oh Lord, Press, oh no, no, Press, I know, no, 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 dog out here like that, no, don't kick it out of bounds, <laughs> no, no, definitely don't do it out of bounds, man. But he bounced back, he bounced back and put that thing square <laughs> down the middle of the. It's like Lord, 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 have mercy, Lord, please. just. Give, just give him the game off of that stress that he had to deal with because that was not on him. He was he 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 woke up on Sunday thinking it was going to be a great day to punt the ball. Yes, he did. And boy, did his life get changed in that second quarter. So yes. <laughs> but for me, man, it's between uh, it's that between Najee and Pat. As much as I love what TJ and Cam did, I thought that Najee, man, he just provided all the necessary plays when yes. we had to have it. Agreed. When when, when even when those necessary plays on fourth down or on third and shorts looked bleak, he still found a way. And to me, that was the difference because not only did it keep our drive alive and it kept eating up the clock, but it also helped us with the field position because this was clearly a game where it wasn't going to be an offensive shootout, right? And you had to keep your defense fresh, too. Yeah. Against an offense like Cleveland, you Absolutely. have to keep your defense fresh. And I just fresh. thought that Najee did such a great job of just keeping drives alive and just ultimately wearing totally down agree. the Browns defensively. Whereas, like, with Pat, Pat, man, he had the spectacular play, obviously, but I just felt like Najee had just more of it. And it was just four quarters worth of it as well, man. Buddy, he's, my goodness, just an, an absolute beast. Yeah, man. 
Um, and you know what? Let's let's because I did want to let's let's veer from the tweets here just for a quick minute or two because I did want to make sure we discuss this at some point today. Moats, can we can we pat ourselves on the back a little bit? Can we toot our own horn? I'm scared. Can I go back in time? I'm scared. Four weeks ago. Okay. I'm scared. After the loss to the Packers. Be- before oh Lord, see now you guys have a bad week. Well, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on, hold on. You know all things all things work out mm-hmm. as God intended. Oh. <laughs> Four weeks ago, the Steelers are one and three. They're coming off a disappointing loss to the Packers, where they had opportunities, where they got jobbed by the officials on that blocked kick before halftime. We're all frustrated. The offense was struggling. It felt like the only way the Steelers were winning games is if they got a special teams touchdown mm-hmm. or if they got a defensive touchdown. And there were a lot of questions for Mike Tomlin that week, for Ben Roethlisberger that week, for Matt Canada that week about what is the identity of this offense. Mm-hmm. That was a huge talking point for us that week, and. You and I kind of chuckled because we'd play the audio on here, and when Ben was asked about it, when Coach Tomlin was asked about it, when Mike, Matt Canada was asked about it. of different answers. What's the identity of the offense? They'd give different non-answer answers. Ben said something like, oh, well, our, ident- our, our identity is that we're going to figure it out. We're not going to quit. We're going to get this thing working. Okay, ben, that's great, but those are mentalities, not Correct. identities. Yep. You know, like things like that because they didn't have one. Mm-hmm. And you and I spent so much time that week, where can they find one on offense? And you and I kept coming back to it feels like the rookies, man. It feels like you got to run this offense through Najee Harris and you got to start getting Pat Fryermuth more involved. And, buddy, it's the sound of me patting myself on the back. Guess who was correcting their analysis again? That mm-hmm. The identity of this offense is Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth right now. I, I really think it is. They are the two arguably most eh, – You'd have to put Deontay in this conversation too, and, and and probably Chase as well. But like in terms of the skill on that offense, and just the production that we've seen, Pat Fryermuth, when they make him a focal point, he produces. Najee Harris, the more and more responsibility he gets, it seems like he takes it in stride and gets better and better. Uh, to me, those two guys are the identity of this offense right now. You need the offensive line to continue imp- to improve. You need Ben to continue to do what he's done, right? Playing within those elements, taking care of the football, making big plays when they're there to be made. Um, but it's it feels like 22 and 88 leading the way. Yeah, 100%, man. Those guys got to provide the wave. <laughs> yeah. Because we said, man, if you have to run your offense through Chase and Deontay, that exposes this team to too much negativity because with Ben, even in yesterday's performance – he still has his bad misses where they could legitimately be interceptions. I mean, this is, what, two weeks now, three weeks now, where his hit a guy in the face, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so to me – So 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 for me, when I see them running the ball or utilizing Pat and Najee the way they are, it takes away from some of that. It, it, it just limits the amount of how frequently those throws will happen because, like I said, those are going to happen. But – the less we have to worry about that, the better. And that is possible through Najee. Mm-hmm. That is possible through Pat because both of those guys, the way that we're utilizing them right now, when we get in them, when we're getting them the ball, it's in a relatively safe way. Yes. Like the the amount controlled right, environment. Right. We control how much negativity either of those guys are exposed to when we get them yeah, the ball. Yeah. Whereas with Deontay and Chase, and when you're just trying to throw it to your receivers downfield, you don't necessarily have that luxury. You got to deal with the protection. You got to deal with, okay, what coverage are they actually playing? You don't have to worry about coverage per se when you're getting the ball to Najee in the backfield the way that they get it to him, or when you're hitting Pat, you know, out in the flat or over the center, you know, 10, 15 yards over the center. Like, it's just a different element there. And to me, I'm like, as long as they keep doing that, I do think that 
the O line is going to continue to look better, mm-hmm. and this defense—I mean, this offense as a whole—is going to play better. Because yesterday's performance, when we talk about the O line, we highlight them, but we also said it worked because of how fast they were able to get that ball, how efficient they were. That changes if you're asking them to protect forty plus times. That changes if you're legitimately trying to drop back and have these longer developing routes downfield. How many times on the highlights did you see Miles winning? He won a lot. Let's be real. He won a lot. But because of the way the offense was being ran, it worked out for us. That's the part we got to kick. We got to keep going that way. Yes. If we keep going that way, everything looks better offensively. 100%. But you got to stay true to it. Got to stay true to it. Absolutely. I think that's very well said. All right, let's get back to the tweets here. Me, question number two, says best Halloween costume you saw yesterday. We kind of discussed that already. But you know what? I got a good one for you, Mm Mozi. Yeah. So at the WVU game on Saturday, uh-huh. I there was a lady who they almost didn't let in until they understood that it was her costume. Let me explain. Oh. You know the movie The Water Boy? I'm, I'm very Adam familiar. Sandler, yeah. football comedy, classic, classic nineties movie. You know his H two O. Coachy spitting the cooler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Madula oblongata. Something must be wrong with his Madula oblongata. Um, you know the scene he's got his girlfriend in the movie is Vicky Valancourt, mm-hmm. right? You know Vicky Valancourt? <laughs> Vicky Valancourt is the devil in foosball is uh-huh. the devil. <laughs> you know the scene where she's like at the window and she has the sign that yeah. says you want us to kill him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. There was a fan, a lady at the WVU yeah. game who dressed up as Vicky Valancourt. Got you. With that with the university yeah. hat on, right? Yeah. And the sign that says you want us to kill them. And security yeah. was like, you can't come in with a sign that says you want us to kill them. I and can she see like the, she like the, pulled yeah. it up on her phone and showed it to him and they let her in. I, I can see the, the, the little <laughs> bit of a of a confusion there. Especially in, in, in 2021. I, I can easily see that. So that was yeah. I mean, that was a great one. You're right. You can see that you want us to kill them. Yeah, but but whoa, that's whoa, also yeah, yeah. that's also a great sign for a fan to bring to a football yes. game. I mean, if you've got the if you've got the maturity to not take it seriously, you knuckleheads. <laughs> only on Halloween. We want to only on Halloween. Figuratively kill them, not literally. Uh, uh, only on Halloween. Only on Halloween. You, you imagine she ran, randomly showed to a game and it's Thursday. You're like, bro, whoa, 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 whoa. Who, who, who are you talking to? Who, who are you referring to? You uh, are you signaling this to somebody? <laughs> are you? Tell, I don't need to be in this stand, the, the stadium, or within a ten mile radius. Like like. Uh, 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 Give me the heads up, please. I'm thinking we should have 60,000 of those signs yeah. in the stadium every game going uh-huh. forward. Um, I, you know, and we t- you teased it a little bit on Friday. I don't know if we – did we say it on air, which, what you and Lil G went as? Uh, no, we didn't say it on air, I but I did. did drop my pictures, man. We went as ninjas. Ninja Venge. You know, because as a ninja, man, like I said, you want these guys on your team. When ninjas yes, you come do. for you, it gets real bad, baby. It's real they are bad. stealth, and they are just legit killers, baby. That's what we do. But, no, it was dope, man. It was fun to be out there with my little man. I survived the walk. Yeah. I was concerned. Legs hurting? Oh, I'm hurting today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hurting today. But it was worth uh, that's it. That's not because uh, the beverages consumed in celebration oh, last no, night, no, right? no, 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 no. But no, it, it, it was worth it, though. It was a blast, man. And then my little lady, she went as, uh, my little Ava, she went as a fallen angel. So that was pretty Love dope it. for her. Love and it. Then, and then shout out to KK, right? What'd she get? What'd she do? So she went as Top Gun. So she had the big, like, leather uh, Air it. Force coat Love on, had the hat. It was dope. The need for speed. It, it, it was dope. It was dope. Awesome. I was like, yo, all right, I see you, girl. That's awesome. I see you. I see Love you. It. D- Daddy's Talk proud. Talk to me, Goose. D- D- Daddy's proud. No, that's awesome. Yeah, that's it, a great it was fire. Costume. It was fire, bro. That's, that is fire. That's classic. I didn't tell you what I dressed up I as know, yesterday. I know, man. Uh, yesterday, I was dressed up as a happy football fan. There it is. Mountaineer or Steeler fan? Yes. You keep going down that list. Two more. It was a perfect weekend of football results. It, it was JMU 
Were you a Jamie fan? Three more. Uh, let's see, not Man U, but um, no, that was that no, no, was, yeah, it was yeah. Man U. Yeah, but see, yeah, Man U, big three nil win uh-huh, against Tottenham. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And one it, more, it's one more forgetting, one forgetting. Hold on, hold on, who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting? Steelers. It's a fan base that has problems with subtraction. Ah, they also like they the spell. Lost. They, they yes. they're not great with you know they do yes. the P I, 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 I yeah T yeah. Any, anybody that's spelling all the logos, P-I-T-T, I don't like it. P-I-T-T, yep. let's, oh yeah, perfect yeah. weekend of football results. Absolutely, man, absolutely. Well, you know, for us, man, we we, we, we cleaned house. Clean West, house. Virgi- West Virginia won versus like, ranked opponent. Dubs. GMU yep. won. Not, not just one, our quarterback actually set a record six touchdown passes. Dubs. To five different players on top of that. Dubs. Steelers got the dub. Dubs. Man, you got the dub. Dubs. And how about them Buffalo Bills? They won as well, okay. man. So you know what, man? I was happy. Hey. I was happy, man. I was happy. And we're on the precipice of Jam, you making the jump to the F's, to the FBS Let's level. Go. So you know how I let us up, but we'll be there in a second. of football results Come from on top now, to bottom, man. if and, I do say and, so and, myself. And, 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 and that's not only. That's not all. Shout out to my little man, G. He had his final game on the pitch, hat trick, three goals, no. and he lost a tooth afterwards. Lost Less. a tooth? Wait, is no, 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 it, it, was there, it? it was a good tooth. 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 Okay, 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 tooth okay. was already loose. Already loose. It was like, but it just goes with the story. Hat trick and lost tooth. It just sound better. Young Ronaldo. So it was one of them weekends, man. It was a great weekend. Man. Uh, final question from me: Best Halloween candy? You can't say Reese's. Oh, for, all right, sweet tarts and sour patch. Take five. Yeah. Oh, sweet tarts. Oh. Can't go wrong with either one of them. See, I'm a chocolate-based guy. And I'm, is, I'm a candy is, is I'm a candy more of a sweeter candy-based candy sweet. guy. Yeah. It's, hey, you know what some might call that? The duality of man. The duality. Man, it feels it feels good. It feels good, man. We needed this. We missed it. feels good to be back. Yinzer Steve, last one here, says, do you guys see the Steelers making any moves before the trade deadline tomorrow? If it does happen... Probably tight end. I don't. I, I. I think we would move Ebron before we did anything else. I know the Ingram situation is prevalent. I get it, but he's still just too valuable. Right too, now. You can't. Yeah. I. I see no scenario I where they move him. Because I don't feel comfortable going forward. I know Taco and, and, and Derek. They were fine on Sunday, but if their role had to be expanded because of an injury, which we know is. It's realistic in the NFL. We've yeah. already seen it with these Life two guys. In the National Football League. We've already seen it. It's not like these guys haven't missed any time, Alex or TJ, this season. They've both missed time both so far. They've both banged up. Yep. I'm just not comfortable enough with Taco and Derek going forward. So I would, I, I think you have to keep Melvin. I agree. But if they were going to make a move, I would think that it would involve Ebron just because the emergence of Pat and the emergence of would Zach agree. Gentry as well. If they're going to do anything, though, I'd like to see them keep everybody that they got right now. Yeah. Maybe you add someone for like a, a fifth round pick or something right. like that. And the other part is supply and demand. Um, That's also we would have an extra well. guy coming back in terms of Zach Banner. Whenever they decide to activate him on game day, he'll be a, he'll be a, a boost. very good point as well. But too. outside of that, you're looking for help at left tackle probably, right, or, or along that line. And it's not a lot of those guys available to you. Or you're looking at interior D lineman help. And not, I mean, <laughs> it's not, yeah. Yeah, and especially, like I said, at this juncture in the season, you're not just finding guys off the street. No, so, you're not. what are you willing to give them? Well, up? maybe you'd want to add somebody to the secondary, right, but they but already brought you, in Witherspoon and Carl yeah, Joseph. And Witherspoon and we isn't even dressing. Yeah. Witherspoon's and not dressing. Carl He's Joseph's stretches. Had a cup of coffee, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're going to stand pat, especially I, I because do they, well, don't, yeah. they don't have a ton of draft capital to be mm. thrown around right now, anyways. Correct. And the value of keeping guys is going to be greater than the, the late round draft pick that they might get. I would agree. Motsi, a lot of fun today. Always is. Always a blast. Thanks uh, to my co host for rocking, for killing it, for taking us into the classroom, as always. Uh, and 
We sound like a broken record, but it's because it's true. We love you guys. The participation today, the participation all season has been amazing on Twitter. Uh, thanks for being part of what makes this a lot of fun for us and hopefully for you guys as well. That'll do it for us today. Reminder, no show tomorrow because it's Mike Palmlin Tuesday. We don't speak when he speaks. All right. It's Coach T's time tomorrow, so that means Motsi and I will be back on Wednesday. Moats host Wednesday? Hey, hey, hey. You know I'm down for the good times. Oh, baby. get it. So we'll talk to the ends then. You know the time. You know the place. As always, it's high noon on your 24-7. Home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.